Welcome to the Data Driven Ram Podcast, the top data focused Los Angeles Rams podcast, helping you to win your water cooler conversations. I'll start off the show today with my thoughts, your three stats for the week. We'll talk with the cuz about the state of the Rams, have a conversation with Colin Coward, and I'll finish with getting you ready for the Seahawks game. So kick back, take your tab, relax for the next 20 minutes or so, and I'll get you caught up on your Los Angeles Rams. Holy shit, that didn't go to plan. Last week we lost by 28. Frankly, we should have lost by more. But it got me thinking, you know, is this a case of the attention, the emotion of the first game in the new city, national television? It kind of got to the young team. And as the season goes on, they'll be able to settle down and play some football. Let's hope that's the case. Because otherwise, this is going to be a really long season. I remember when I was uh, coaching football as a younger man, we had a game where we seemed really tense, nervous. It was kind of a crosstown rival. Um, you could just feel the tension. And unfortunately, I was too young to really uh, understand. I made a mistake and wasn't able to tell the team, listen, just settle down. Don't worry about it. And they went out tense and they ended up losing big. The very next week, the players went in more confident. They were kind of joking, laughing. Frankly, they were really sloppy in the pregame workout. And we ended up winning 42 to nothing. You know, football is like that. Life is like that. When you get when you want something too much and too bad, you end up tensing up. It's like when you go and you want to date that girl really bad. You tense up, you're not yourself, you end up acting really uncomfortable, it makes the girl uncomfortable, and you lose her. With football too, when you get too tense and you want it too much, you end up making mistakes that you wouldn't normally make. Let's hope that's the case. They're able to work their way through it and end the season on a positive note. On to three stats. stat. One, the Rams only have one player over the age of 30, William Hayes, who based on his views of the origins of the planet may have the early signs of CTE. Seems like the Rams were too tense for the first game and could have used some veteran leadership. Let's hope that these kids can grow up quickly. Stat number two, 20% on third down. Four-fifths of the time we faced a third down, we failed to convert last week. Last season, we were barely over 25%. I can't believe we're negative trending on this. We need to change that quick. Third stat, 4.9. The quarterback rating for Case Keenum when he was blitzed last game, according to Pro Football Focus. Clearly has a problem with the blitz, and like Pedro Serrano from Major League, Case better make good with Joe Boo, or there'll be a new quarterback for this team soon. In all seriousness, I have some theories about Case and his game, which I'll discuss in the interview, coming up next. Okay, joining us on the show today is Cuz. Cuz, thank you for joining us. Very glad to be here, D. Well, thank you, thank you. Okay, well, holy shit, that really didn't go to plan this past week, did it? Yeah, goddamn. That was uh that was frustrating to watch and uh yeah, I was kinda of pissed off for the night, to be honest. 
So, what's your kind of uh, what's your gut feeling towards the team this season? I mean, it's hard to tell after one game, but what kind of sense did you get? Well, uh, my sense is kind of exactly what happened. Uh, I think that they're going to have to get their ass kicked a few times to get some of the wrinkles out. Uh, I think once they're settled into their new homes, I mean, they've moved seven times in the past, you know, half a year. So uh, I think once they're settled in, they finally start getting over them. After they get their ass kicked and a little bit embarrassed, I think that uh, they'll start to improve. And uh, I think once they catch that rhythm, they'll make a, a late-season run towards playoffs. But to be honest, if the ass-kicking continues, I think uh, the GM, Bless Need, is going to get a phone call. Oh, yikes. Okay, well, it sounds like you do have a, a little bit of optimism, maybe. Uh, were there any bright spots you thought from the team last week? Yeah, uh, they did show their talent. I mean, Tavon had a good return. Uh, we all know what Gurley could do, but the O-line didn't really help him out at all. Um, you know, their defense is solid. Uh, they came back after half, and they showed what they could do. A person that I saw made some plays was TJ McDonald, just trying to get some momentum on the team. Uh, he made play after play, series after series. So, you know, him, Ogletree, and Mark Barron, you could always count on people like that. But honestly, they just shot themselves in the foot with uh, Aaron Donald shattering his helmet. And, uh, you know, Marcus Joyner kind of, you know, living off a little bit. So. I think once they kind of get their heads on straight, they're going to come back and uh, show what they could do. Okay. Well, I like that positivity, but to bring it down a little bit, it was 28 to nothing. Was there anything in particular or uh, a couple of things maybe that really concerned you and think, boy, this this may <laughs> continue for the rest of the season? Their team cohesion. I mean, obviously, whatever's going on is going on at the quarterback position, but – Case Keenum's a great guy, but he, he got his ass whooped series after series. I mean, <laughs> the guy just, he, he hung in there, but the dude took a beating. So uh, I think the O-line needs, needs to protect him, or, or if Goff finally starts to figure things out, uh, they'll be okay. But the main thing is team cohesion and not making stupid errors, like just personal fouls or, you know, self-inflicted wounds. So Okay. Do you think... Uh... You mentioned eliminating self, uh, self-inflicted self wounds. Are there any other things that you'd like to see for the team going into the Seahawks? <sighs> yeah. Well, along with the optimism, I think they need to make some big plays. I think uh, I think it's going to be shaky on the offensive side, but, I mean, shit, like a big return or a, a pick six or a sack fumble, I think that's all things that are going to help them, you know, kind of keep that confidence that, they have to come out with this next week or else uh, the media is going to eat them apart again. Okay. So you're expecting some big plays. I mean, are there any matchups you see with the Seahawks that you think the Rams could win and, and end up getting uh, being able to make those big plays? You know what? I think, uh, I think the D-line is very talented. I mean, it starts at the D-line and, uh, dude, Aaron Donald's going to come back with some heat. He's going to make some plays and you should expect that. I think uh, I think he's going to disrupt a lot of shit, and he's going to show a lot of emotion. But you know, <laughs> it starts, it's going to start with them because the backers do their job, and their DBs. I mean, they have the talent to get the job done. It's just just stupid mistakes that uh that took place. But honestly, if the D line doesn't do their job, 
or if they do such a great job that they get Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson on a rollout, <laughs> we might be in some trouble. And uh, the same result of last week will happen. But I think their D-line is, or the Rams' D-line is going to really uh, come out firing, which is what they need to do. Yeah, I agree with you. I think uh, the Seahawks, at least their interior offensive line, is pretty weak right now. Okay. Yeah. If we could take it a little bit more position by position, starting with the quarterback, uh, Case, he had a tough game. Um, you mentioned the offensive line let him down, but what do you see? I mean, do you see him finishing the year as the quarterback? Uh, to be honest, no. Uh, as, uh, it's strictly my opinion, but I think while he's getting his ass beat because he's a guy that will take an ass whooping, uh, game after game, I think it's going to allow Goff to kind of pull his head out and then uh, show what that $16 million signing bonus could do. Um, I think Goff just needs to uh, just get out of his head and uh, just go out there and play because before you know it, they're going to be 0-3 and in, the, in the regular season, and it's like, okay, Goff, you did a great job, but uh, a little bit late. So I think uh, I think that might be the case literally case (laughs) (laughs) okay are there any other areas uh besides quarterback offensive line that concern you uh well i mean obviously the wide receivers i mean here let's just keep it real kenny bird is good he's aged but he's good you know uh they can't afford just to have good receivers though like they don't have a des bryant type that could get down the field and be a major threat um what they do have is a bunch of scrappy guys. I mean, the last couple of weeks, yeah. Farrell Cooper was out, and then so was Nelson Spruce. Spruce! Spruce was out. So uh, <laughs> I think I think uh, Spruce is a competitor, and he's going to come back and play. Uh, Brian Quick is good. Uh, I just don't think he's a major threat. But uh, honestly, with Spruce coming back, I mean, we saw what he did in the preseason. He took over the game, and that was with Sean Manion at QB. Uh, regardless yeah. if it was against like twos or threes on defense, uh, I genuinely see him as like a Wes Walker type who is smart, can find a way to get open, and isn't afraid to like get shit done. So very good. Yeah. Okay. Well, it yeah. sounds like uh, he's contender among your favorite players on the team. Is there anybody who stands out in particular as your favorite? Ooh, favorite players, Spruce. Man, I think he's uh, he's got the juice. He's gonna. I think he's going to be the Rams' secret weapon. Nice. Keeping it good in Southern California. That's right. Okay. So who's right now probably your most hated player, either on our team, on the Rams, or elsewhere in the league? Uh, To be honest, I think Tony Romo is soft. And uh, I think Dak Prescott just put Romo into retirement, to be honest. (laughs) Uh, So... It's like, uh, yeah, all these great expectations, you know, the GM, oh, he's the best thing in the world, but honestly, he gets hurt, and then he just, he looks scared when he plays. Like, uh, you could be a practice All-American, but if you, I don't know, you get hurt early in the season, and then you don't come back the rest of the season, and you leave it up to your second quarterback to get this franchise team to the playoffs and Super Bowl, like, uh, I just think the guy's soft. Okay. Okay, bringing it back to this week. Uh, do you have any predictions for uh, Rams versus Seahawks opening game in the L.A. Coliseum? Uh, it's going to be a 
big, exciting return of the Rams, almost like the first preseason game, but now it's the real season. Uh, you're going to have a lot of Seahawks fans. You're going to talk even more shit to the Rams because they yeah. just got their tails booked last week. But uh, my prediction is is that the Rams are going to come out and uh, they're going to make plays. They're, they're going to have energy. and I mean, they're going to fight. What we saw last week isn't the Rams. And uh, But if you can't put it together, that's actually who you are, not who you could be. So, But what I see is the Rams are going to get a good start. Um, I think uh, the Seahawks are going to figure it out, and I think the Rams are going to be trailing. And uh, if there's any chance for the Rams, like, being in, in a position to win the game, it's going to take big plays, and it's going to take a game-winning drive or a game-winning field goal, whatever the case. But it's going to take big plays to keep them, you know. The Seahawks are, won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. I mean, they're good guys. And uh, what's going to be tough for the Rams is their defense is stacked, so, especially at their DB position. So if we can't throw the ball and we're relying on Gurley, I think we're going to be in a, in a rough spot. But... My prediction is that if there's any chance of winning, we need big plays and we need some luck. So, yeah. final score, what do you think? Oh, man. Optimistic or <laughs> realistic? I think the final score is going to be 28-21 Seahawks. Oh, you know okay. I like it. Some good offense from the Rams. Yeah, but you know what? I think the Rams are going to be in a position that they have to kick field goals. Uh, if they're struggling, they need to get three on the board. Let's call it uh, 28-24. 28-24. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I can live with that. And, yeah, uh, yeah I, I think it's going to be uh, – I think 28 for the Seahawks is probably right. I think uh, <laughs> I think 24 might be a little generous for the Rams, but I'm hoping you're right. 17-24. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and just one last question. What are your thoughts on the election this year? Oh, I thought you would never ask. If you take a piece of dog crap and you either spray paint it red or you spray paint it blue, it's still going to smell like shit. So I think, uh, honestly, regardless of who's elected, there's going to be some unfortunate consequences. Just because the way the nation is, like, systematically divided, there's going to be people against people, and there's really no one winning. Uh, I think there's going to be some uh, some consequences. But, you know, hopefully nothing too crazy happens. Luckily, we don't have to worry about that frivolous stuff for another couple of months. We have the real important business of the Seahawks this week. Thanks this for joining us. Sunday. Thank you. Hello, Colin. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Obviously, there was a debacle on Monday night. Do you assign more of the blame to the offense or the defense? Well, for me, it's more on the offensive side of things. The offensive line stinks, the Rams need to start a different quarterback, and the offensive coordinator is a meatball. Speaking of meatballs, try the new meatball sub at Metro. Metro, eat new. Uh, okay. There are rumors that uh, Jeff Fisher never wanted Jared Goff and would have preferred to use the picks instead of trading them away. Have you heard anything about those rumors? I have also heard a rumor. Rumor Willis is starring in a one-woman show, Chins Up, at the Amazon Theater. Tickets at the box Jesus, office. Jesus, man, is everything a selling situation with you? Can you just answer a fucking question? I, uh, can try. Okay, just be genuine, 
give an answer for the audience. Don't try and manipulate anything. So the Jared Goff question, Jeff Fisher, he didn't want to spend the picks to draft him. Have you, have you heard anything? Oh, yeah, that that's what I've heard. Jeff thought it would be pretty handy to have those extra picks around. Speaking of handy, whenever you're at the corner of First and PCH, make sure you ask for Susie for the personal touch. It'll make you proud to say you were involved in a carjacking. Susie with the blonde hair and the Adam's apple? No, uh, she's a brunette. Oh, uh, maybe I don't know her. Thanks for joining us, Colin, and we look forward to you joining us on future episodes. Getting you ready for the game. Well, it's the Seahawks, and they're tough. That said, I think their interior offensive line is ripe to be taken advantage of. Case is not able to make any adjustments at the line of scrimmage. It could be a brutal game. Look forward to seeing the team. Most of all, look forward to seeing you fucking animals at the game. You know, if we can't protect the stadium on the field, at least we can defend the fucking stands. Be loud and proud, motherfuckers. We got our team back. Thank you for listening, and thank you, cuz, for breaking down the 49ers game for us, getting us ready for the Seahawks. So join us next week as we break down the game against the Seahawks, get you ready for the Bucks. If you have any questions in the interim, you can contact me at datadrivenram at gmail.com. All one word. Let's go, Rams.